What you are about to hear are accounts of real pro wrestling events. Some names, mostly ours, have been changed to protect the innocent. Welcome to Snap Judgments. Welcome everybody to Raw and Order WBU. It is your boy Justin JLB and this of course is Snap Judgments. This is going to be for Monday Night Raw as it is May 18th I want to say. Um, days are flying by but yes it is May 18th edition of Raw and um yeah, so basically, before I do get to the recap, let me just first and foremost tell you that this is brought to you by the Tatnus Co. Network, where you can find such great shows like ours, but also such great shows as the Tatnus Co. Uncensored, um, SNNW, Basement Bullshit, and many others. Just go to tatnusco.com to find out all the great podcasts that they have there, and it just keeps growing and growing and growing. Um, so yeah, definitely check that out. Um, and without further ado, let's get to the Raw recap. So right off the bat, uh, we do see Raw shows the whole uh, Becky Lynch thing from last week. Um, they do show that Becky Lynch gave the title to Asuka. The whole you be a warrior, I'll be a mother. Still a tearjerker. Didn't cry this time, though. I held my own. Um, so they show that, and then they also do mention that Baron Corman will be facing Drew McIntyre, and this is part of the brand switch that can happen four times a year. Still kind of weird on how they're doing this. Um, I feel like they've already used two of them, especially with Charlotte Flair going to SmackDown, and then I believe someone else was there as well. Um, we did allude to... Or Officer Smarks did allude to that maybe it's going to be four times for each person a year. Because four times a year, they're still being very vague about it. But I imagine Officer Smarks is right in that regard. So it does start off, though, with Edge. Well, rather, Randy Orton coming out. He's going to be interviewed by Charlie. Charlie, first and foremost, asks, asks him, well, what do you guys mean by a legit wrestling match? Randy Orton goes on to mention it's not that complicated and that it is going to be a legit wrestling match. And it just as it sounds like it's not going to be a hardcore match. It's going to be a legit one-on-one -on -one match. But Edge has yet to respond. Randy Orton does go on to say that although he wasn't the better man on at WrestleMania, he is far the better athlete. And well, on that note, the Rated R Superstar does come out with a new shirt on, I might add you, that says The Grit, with the R being his um, Edge logo for Rated R. Unique, unique. I liked it. I only mention it because I like to design stuff. And for you designers out there, it was a legit nice one. Speaking of designs, definitely go to our uh, spread shop at uh, rawandorder.spreadshop.com. Because why not? Anyways, let's get back to Rob. So Edge comes out. Um, he tells Randy Orton, listen, uh, you haven't felt what Edge has felt. You haven't felt that struggle of working, you know, working nine years to get back to where he is. He doesn't 
feel that same energy that Edge feels, you know, when he talks about when he was younger, when he saved that money to go to a pay-per-view, and that Randy Orton was just privileged. Um, it's just, you know, something that he wants to do because he's bored and not because he likes it and considers it to be a legitimate job. Some harsh words there. Oh, he also does go on to mention that Randy Orton just thinks it's a game, but it is not a game to everyone else, to everyone in the back. It is a legit job and so on and so forth. All this to say, though, that he accepts Randy Orton's uh, challenge and that he will face him at Backlash. You know, I knew it was going to happen. It was a given. Um, I just hope it's good, I guess, you know, um... There's nothing really much I could else say. I use this as one of my crimes, but, uh, you know, they're obviously not going to listen to me and go through with it anyways. I just hope for their sake it is a good one. So there you have it. Backlash, Randy Orton versus Edge in a legit match. After that, though, we do see that Seth Rollins is backstage with Murphy, and uh, Seth Rollins mentions that he's had a revelation and that... Um, to basically just follow him and they basically go to the ring as they are in the ring Seth Rollins does mention listen um I went to a dark place after I lost the world title and that actually Rey Mysterio should be thanking me uh because he does get to spend time with his family that he was in fact a sacrifice and that he was doing it for the greater good and that Rey Mysterio is in fact welcome Alberto Carrillo comes out to defend Ray's honor. He says that wasn't cool at all at what he did. He wants to fight Seth Rollins, but Seth Rollins says, no, 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 no. You are going to fight my disciple first. And then it ends up being a prompt-to match between Murphy and Alberto Carrillo. Uh, listen, decent match, really good match. Both wrestlers are uh, pretty decent. Keep in mind... Um, What's his face? Uh, Murphy will be fighting twice this uh, today, rather, as he will also be going up against Aleister Black later on. The match ends up being pretty good, though. However, Murphy ends up winning with the Murphy's Law once Seth Rollins kind of distracts, or not kind of, but distracts uh, Umberto Carrillo, and then Murphy is able to hit the Murphy's Law. So that's what happens there. Then as they try to hit... Uh, Alberto Carrillo some more after the match is over. Alistair Black does come to defend Carrillo. I honestly thought we were going to see Seth Rollins go cray-cray again, but uh, that seemingly didn't happen. And yeah, so decent match. That's your first match. Um, Alberto Carrillo versus Murphy. Decent. I gave it like a 3.5 out of 5. It's good. I do want to also just mention as well, I love Seth Rollins' Jesus look. I really think it's awesome. His Messiah, it's well done. The man knows how to be a heel. He knows how to be a face. He's just spot on. Um, it just takes great uh, acting skills and just a great charismatic individual to pull that off. And by golly, he does it. And um, yeah, I'm just loving it. I'm loving this Messiah thing. Uh, when it's some, when it seems to be getting annoying, he seems to be able to put it back in, uh, fit the pieces just right, where it just works. And I'm liking it. I'm liking it. I wasn't liking uh, Murphy's uh, jacket there with the uh, stained glass as the sleeves. Kind of weird, but you know, it is what it is. 
we also do see Corbin uh, in backstage talking to a bunch of people from the back, um, basically just bitching at them, saying that he should be treated better than this. People, food should be just handed to him, and uh, he feels disrespected. There's smudges on his crown, and you know the regular Corbin heel kind of thing obviously like i mentioned he's here because he's part of the cross branding as they're supposed to only do four times a year and they've seemingly already used it twice unless it's for each wrestler but still um and then yeah and then yeah so corbin ends up talking to the referee that's going to be part of the their matchup later on tonight and trying to get him to you know cheat and uh yeah so we just kind of end it there uh, with Corbin, you know, I, li I like Corbin. Corbin's cool. Corbin's chill. Uh, for some reason, I just can't get into his wrestling. Um, but he's just a phenomenal heel. You can't take anything away from that. Um, he does a really good job. It's just, I feel like they might need to change up his gimmick. I'm sick and tired of this King thing. And, uh, but he does plays it off well. So I guess that's the good part about it. Um, but if we're going to move on, uh, it does move on to Live Morgan talking. You have a little video package here. And it seems very weird. It she's, So she's talking about how, you know, her mom didn't have much growing up. And one thing that her mom did have was determination and that she is her mother's daughter um and she's alluding to the fight that she did have with charlotte flair she mentions that although she didn't win uh she did in fact learn and that she has determination uh in her heart to keep going and moving on so first of all i love that quote i think that quote is awesome uh i didn't win but i did learn Gonna learn to gonna find a way to flip that and use that somehow. Really like it. Would love to see it on a shirt. Nothing but positive vibes in that regard. Um, I thought the promo itself was kind of weird. I, th I think Live Morgan's promo skills are a bit shaky here. It seems really weird considering it was re pre-recorded. You could have definitely made it look a lot better. She seemed very flimsy and shaky though uh, during this little promo. So we shall see what happens there. And of course, on that note, Charlotte Flair does come out. She starts uh, saying right off the bat that she is not going to name off all of her accomplishments, um, like being the NXT champion and being the best, hardest, or rather the hardest wo working woman around anywhere in any field. Uh, but she does mention that she is going to face Sasha Banks, or rather Bailey, on SmackDown with Sasha Banks as lackey to be there. She then calls out Ruby Riot, and we do find out that it is going to be Ruby Riot versus Charlotte. And I originally thought that this matchup was going to be a squash, but boy, was I wrong. No, Ruby Riot does not win. However, it is a pretty technical and interesting match, to say the least. We do see a lot with Ruby Riot here, and this matchup ends up going uh, quite the length. I don't think it was too long, but I really did enjoy it. It showcased Ruby Riot really well. The only part I maybe didn't like is the fact that uh, this match was a heck of a lot longer than Charlotte versus Live Morgan. Although we, we've seen that Live Morgan has beaten Ruby Riot in a shorter amount of time, but then Charlotte Flair beats Live Morgan last week in no amount of time either. So just kind of weird there. Uh, but I did certainly enjoy the match. I just would have liked the corkscrew 
that she that Charlotte Flair countered go straight into the figure four leg lock. That would have just been perfect, but she ends up hitting the leg and then doing it. Um, would have just liked that a little bit more, but really good match. Um, yeah, I, I'm liking the matches so far. Uh, so far, so good. Man, Charlotte Flair is just awesome. You you can't say anything bad about her. She's got it all. She's great in the ring. She's great on the mic. She's great to look at. She's just a, a quadruple threat. She has everything, and she is awesome. Man, you know what, though? Let me just backtrack a bit. I do think I mentioned that the live Morgan Charlotte Flair match was decent as well, and we did see a lot with um live morgan i just feel like that match was still a bit short i might have to go back and check that out but it just seems that anybody who works with charlotte flair is uh fantastic and you know what i don't blame them uh, she's a great worker um so yeah that match is done uh throughout all of this excitement though i forgot to mention that there is going to be a celebration today and it is going to be the celebration for oscar Asuka, of course, is your new Raw Women's Champion. And so Kari Zane is first out there. Uh, she introduces Asuka to the ring. She mentions that Asuka has been an NXT champion, a SmackDown Women's Champion, a Tag Team Champion, and now a Raw Champion. So she mentions that she is a Grand Slam Champion. Might I add, might I add um, she's actually very good on the mic as well here. Oh, you're not very good, but she's good. She's decent. We can understand her. So I can see that they've been working on their English unless they've already known English. But either way, it shows well here. We understood everything. Um, you know, Asuka takes the mic. Thanks, Kari Zane. And uh, is just all excited until Nia Jax comes out. And boy, was I scared. I was scared for Kari Zane because holy hell. Um, so essentially, what happens here is we get Nia Jax coming to the ring. She basically mentions that Asuka is just a temp champion until Becky comes back and that anyone could beat Asuka and that when she gets her chance, she will annihilate her. Asuka then gets angry and does a whole bunch of kicks on Nia Jax and just kicks her out of the ring. This, of course, isn't over, though, as Nia Jax throughout the night gets really angry. She finds uh, Kari Zane playing on her flute. She grabs Kari Zane and she just throws her off to one of the um, uh, tool, uh, well, one of the little compartments that they have on the backstage. Uh, and it, her head looks like it hit freaking hard. Man, I was scared again. I'm like, just leave Kari alone. Oh, my God. Um, Asuka then notices this. She gets mad and she wants to find Nia Jax. And she eventually finds Nia Jax. And Nia Jax is just whatever, not entertained. And she just tries to walk past her. But then Kari Zane gets super mad and starts kicking her and punching her and leaving Nia Jax on the ground. So obviously, we're going to get a Nia Jax versus Asuka for backlash, most probably. I guess I'm down to see it. Let's just end this feud. I don't want Nia Jax to win. Uh, I clearly don't like Nia Jax and all her injuring ways. If you did listen to the WBU, you will notice I put Nia Jax in ROH because she doesn't deserve to be part of the main roster. Sorry, not sorry. Let's move on. 
We also do find out that Kevin Owens KO is finally back after his injury at WrestleMania and that the KO show will be back and we will be looking at uh, basically AAA, Andrade, Austin Theory, and um, and uh, Angel Garza uh, will be interviewed or part of the KO show because... Um, they just to get uh, just to get to the bottom of why there's so much friction between the team. That is not now though. That that is coming a little later on. Right now though, we are going to see Bobby Lashley take on our truth. Before the match does start though, we see MVP talking to Bobby Lashley and telling him that he needs to stay focused and that he can become a champion. He hasn't been champion for as long as he's been here. And that he deserves it. He just needs to be focused and that he can do it. Um, Lashley takes on the uh, criticism and goes to the ring and just starts pulverizing our truth. MVP is then there clapping his hands afterwards, uh, congratulating him. We do see then Lana backstage really angry. And... Why she is angry, I am not too certain, but maybe it might have something to do with her being angry at the fact that maybe MVP is now motivating her Bobby and not her. Um, yeah, kind of sounds like that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, look, it was an all right match. It is what it is. They're continuing on this little uh, breakup between Lashley and Lana. That's finally going to happen at some point. Uh, MVP is... Well, well, MB now MVP is going to have Lashley as part of his team in that regard. Most valuable players team, if you will. So that should be a good time. Um, we do also then find out that there will be a submission match between Shayna Baszler and Natalia, which should be a good time. That does sound very interesting. And um, yeah, so with that said, we do have the Iconics versus the Raw Tag Team Champions, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. Um, if you are thinking deja vu, for sure, because they did face each other last week, the Iconics did win. So now this gives them an opportunity at the Tag Team Championships. This match, though, didn't go on for very, uh, for very long. I forgot which one it was. But essentially, the Iconics got themselves disqualified because they kept on hitting um, Alexa Bliss over onto the post like three or four times. The referee finally disqualified them. However, the Iconics are funny. Backstage, we do see them. They're, they're arguing. They're complaining. And then she uh, slaps Peyton Race uh, in the face. And then she goes, oh, I'm so sorry. She's like, why did you do that? She's like, I don't know why I did it either. I love you. Duh. Like, it was hilarious. It was a good time. Uh, these women are just great. They're, they're so entertaining. So I imagine, though, we're going to see some kind of tag team match at Backlash. I um, would uh, imagine they're definitely going that route. And next up, we got the submission match. It's going to be Shayna Baszler versus uh, Natalia. And honestly, this match was fun. This match was good. I enjoyed all the counter submissions that they each did. Ultimately, though, Shayna Baszler ends up being the more technical one as she gets her in the Karabuda clutch and makes Natalia tap out. Natalia is seen very angry. She's very upset. She's been really upset the past 
few weeks. I think she's going to be starting to turn heel. And uh, I'm interested to see that happening um, because, uh, yeah, maybe it will give her some more charisma in that regard. She's awesome in the ring, but she does need another gimmick. Um, and what's funny, though, is as so she's basically throwing the KO chairs out because as she's in the ring complaining, the guys are trying to set up and then she just throws all the chairs out. So the next segment we do have, though, is the KO show, and they don't actually put anything back. So Kevin Owens is kind of like, what's going on? What's what's happening here? And uh, but either way, it's great to see Kevin Owens back. Um, so the uh, Zelina's men come out. Uh, they start talking to Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens mentions like, listen, uh, why is there so much friction? Zelina says there mentions that there isn't any friction at all and that you're just trying to stir the pot and are being rude because you're not in the ring and that everything is fine with their group and people just have to start focusing on themselves because they are the future. Um, and then she goes on to say that, look, you're the one being rude. You're not even in the ring. And he says, look, I'm not in the ring because I actually do have another guest. And the other person that comes out is Apollo Cruz. So Apollo Cruz runs to the ring, starts hitting on uh, Zelina's men. And then after that, we find out it's going to be a prompt two match as we are going to get Kevin Owens and Apollo Cruz versus Andrade and Austin Theory. So yeah, and the match is just all right, I guess. Um, you know, I mean, it's good to see Kevin Owens back. Ultimately, though, the whole point of this match was to get Austin Theory kicked out of the team. What? Yes? You didn't know? Now you know. So basically what happens is Apollo Crews gets the win as there's some communication breakdown between Andrade and Theory. Uh, Andrade gets pinned. One, two, three. Uh, Andrade is mad. And then essentially there is arguments taking place between the trio. And then ultimately they beat up on Austin Theory. Zelina then goes... And mentions to Theory that she should have never have trusted him. And then slaps him in the face. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's cool. Um, what are they going to do, though, with Austin Theory? They better do something good with him. Because, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was kind of a cool trio. So, we will certainly see what happens there. After that, though, we do got the axe-throwing matchup between the Viking Raiders and the Street Profits. This, of course, uh, yeah, last week was basketball where Street Profits had won. Now it's axe-throwing, which is, of course, in the Viking Raiders bag. We do see a few clips throughout in the entire of Raw. Uh, first clip, we see them get ready. They first don't know if they'll be able to do it. Then they try to practice. They keep missing the target. They have 10 tries. And so the Street Profits end up getting one. Oh, there was a nice little, uh, nice little joke though, where they provided the uh, the Viking Raiders gave the Street Profits um, a, a campfire, so smoke. They gave them smoke. So that was uh, pretty funny. It's honestly, it's a nice little skit. At first, I was like, "Yo, you're diminishing their 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 wrestling abilities," but they're not. It's just nice little comedy skits, and it works out. So they end up doing the match. Uh, as I mentioned, Street Profits get one axe thrown perfectly on the bullseye. The cops then come because one of the axes hit a cop car, and so. The Viking Raiders point to the Street Profits, and I'm like, oh god, are they really gonna do like a racist cop angle thing here? But no, they don't. 
Uh, thank God they don't do that because that would have been stupid. Um, but they make kind of they they make a light of the situation in terms of um, they're like, no, we can throw axes, and then so they throw the axe and they get it perfectly. So right away the cops go to the Viking raiders and are like, oh, okay, so it's you guys and whatever, and they're getting in trouble. And then they do like a cute little thing where she's like, I'm gonna let you go. Uh, but only because you're cute. And then she goes to, I forget their names. I think it's Eric. She goes to Eric and she says, you, not so much. Uh, so I thought that was a bit much. I think they're going to get bad publicity with that. Because it might also show, like, the wrong message too, if you will. But honestly, it was just meant as a complete uh, joke in that regard. It was, you know, harmless. Uh, maybe I'm just thinking too much of it. Um in that regard so uh viking raiders have one for the axe throwing and the street profits have one for basketball and i imagine their last final showdown will be at backlash which i guess now i want to see even more they better not do like a whole crazy dominoes competition or something at backlash now i'm kind of interested in seeing a dominoes competition no no, an actual matchup would be nice. So after that, we do got Murphy versus Alistair Black. As Alistair Black um, is there, we see this match go on for quite a bit. However, the whole match point of the night here is we still actually see Austin Theory outside of the ring hurting. And so with this being done, as Alistair is a beating up on Murphy, we have Seth Rollins keep looking at Theory and looking at him and trying to control him. And then we see Austin Theory as part of the disciples, of Seth Rollins' disciples, and starts beating on Alistair Black. So now we have Murphy as well as Austin Theory as part of Seth Rollins' team. And honestly, I like it. I really, really do like this. This is really, really good. Definitely enjoying that for sure. If you're gonna take him out of Andrade and Thing, if you're gonna put him in a duo or a triple, this is it. I wonder what's happening with uh, AOP though. I haven't seen them in a while. I imagine it would have something to do with the uh, COVID-19, but uh, yeah, that's interesting there. Um, after that, we do got the main event. It is going to be Drew McIntyre versus uh, Baron Corbin. They first both talked beforehand in an interview. Baron Corbin was kind of nice with his comments. He says that he respects Drew and that he will ultimately be beating Drew tonight. I thought it was for the championship, but it's actually not for the championship. Um, it's just to face him like that. So it's kind of a waste of a pick, as I mentioned earlier, even more so that it's not for the title. But boy, was I wrong for this matchup. This matchup was a decent match. Corbin did really well. His deep six and his, uh, what is it? The deep six and his other finisher. He did really well on Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, of course, still gets the win with the Claymore kick. Now, I should have probably mentioned, we do see at the beginning, MVP and Bobby Lashley come out and uh, start saying, 
MVP starts talking, saying that they wanna, they have an interest in this matchup and want to see what Drew McIntyre has in store for Baron Corbin. And he mentions Baron Corbin's um, accolades of retiring Kurt Angle and so on and so more, so on and so forth. Um, yeah, but like I mentioned, this match was actually still pretty decent uh, between. Drew McIntyre and Corbin. There was a few curveballs where we thought Corbin might have won. He did the deep six really well and as well as the end of days. Pretty spot on. However, uh, Drew McIntyre still gets the win with, of course, the Claymore kick. After the match, we do also see that Drew McIntyre goes to Bobby Lashley and says, I want to fight you. And that is your end of Monday Night Raw. Considering I'm a little late on um, recording this, I would like to mention that that also means that it will be Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley next uh well next pay-per-view so that is on backlash for the universal championship so we will see how that will play out um and look you know rob is pretty decent there was some great matches there there were some great promos uh, all in all a decent raw uh as a final verdict i'm gonna have to give this raw a 3.6 out of 5 i really didn't mind it at all i was entertained through and through great to see ko back charlotte flair always killing it with the promos can't wait to see charlotte uh against bailey on smackdown that should be a good time and you bet your butt i will get that reviewed for you right away afterwards sorry for the little delay there um in terms of the raw rating so last week we saw Rob bounce back up into the ratings that of course oh Becky Lynch opened the show it was 1.817 rating um, which was pretty good and now unfortunately it has sunk to a new low as it is 1.75 and you know it's gonna go up and down listen it's it's really hard during these times as well too a, a lot of people tend to not like the fact that there is no crowd um, but it was really a decent raw though. So I honestly have no complaints. Again, I am not a fan of the whole Edge and Orton uh, situation, but it should be a good time. I love the new Disciple with an Austin Airy for Seth Rollins. That's going to be a good time. The comical relief of Street Profits versus the Viking Raiders is also fun. And yeah, I, I really have no complaints of raw. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. And um, it was great. It was great. So I'm sticking with my rating there of 3.6 out of 5. I believe that was the rating I gave. 3.6 out of 5 either way is my final verdict. Um, that is it. That is all, guys. Thank you again for listening to the recap. A little long one, but there was a lot that went on in the show, and I want to give you all the dirty deets. Um, so thank you once again for listening. Follow me at... Real Talk Radio 8 on Twitter. That's Real Talk Radio for the brand. My personal Twitter at JLB420. You can also go to anchor.fm slash RTR. And of course, please, if you want some free t-shirts, you also still have a chance to win those as you will win one pro wrestling t-shirt as well as a raw and order WBU t-shirt. You can pick any shirt that you want there. So definitely check that out. All you have to do is hashtag raw and order WBU, a link to one of our podcasts. And if you also will if you also tag a wrestler whose shirt you want, you have an extra uh, 
chance to win and you also do get another extra shot at it too if you hashtag boycott cornet so by all means please do so that means you get four chances so once again hashtag raw and order wbu link to one of our podcasts and voila you're in you want some extra chances tag a wrestler of your choosing and then you can also use the hashtag boycott cornet so there you have it you have until this sunday so come on hurry up let's get her done and we will announce the winner so you can do these as many times as you want on each episode the more you do the more draws you get the more chances you win doesn't cost you anything the limit is a 30 dollar t-shirt uh, on either side so by all means what are you waiting for it's a simple hashtag raw and order wbu link to our podcast and voila you are in that is it that is all guys thanks again for listening justin jlb out